You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Hudson Hawk is the story of a cat burglar pulled into a plot to steal Da Vinci's relics. Or is it? Welcome back to the Or Is It Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Derek. Would you like to swing on a star? Oh, oh, hi there. I'm just trying to get out of these thumb cuffs. I'm good. me, Mark. Good, 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 <laughs> good. Because that, that can be really a, a hindrance during an audio podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joining us today, we have a good friend of the show, brings us all kinds of movies. You never know what he's going to bring. This time he brought us Hudson Hawk. Mr. Scott White, welcome back. And, and I'm just wearing Bruce Willis's toupee in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Now again, this being a podcast, no one can see this, but I am looking over your left shoulder at a diehard poster. Uh, yes, I do so, have a diehard. I'm a diehard, diehard fan. So something tells me that that has something to do with why you brought us Hudson Hawk. Can you tell us why? I like this movie, and this movie has just gotten shit. For all these, even when it was first released until now, it's just gotten all kinds of <laughs> all kinds of crap. And I enjoy this movie, so I thought, you know, we'll look at it with fresh twenty twenty two eyes, okay, and, and see how good it is, and it, whether it was nostalgia. I saw this movie in the theater. Oh, okay. Oh, so I saw this movie in the theater, and the air conditioning. It was summer in Michigan, and the air conditioner wasn't working. So it was hot, and I didn't enjoy the movie. But then when I saw it again, I did enjoy the movie, so I'm figuring the first time I saw the movie, I didn't enjoy it just because of the condition. Just that it was so hot in there, I you, you, you were just sweating, you just didn't want to be there, you didn't want to watch the movie. And you're like, hey, with the fucking songs, just get on with it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's how you spent your 1991, eh, in a, in a heat wave? In a heat wave, yes. Okay, so, all right, so that's, yeah, we're revisiting well, this. And I actually now, do have a bit of a soft spot for this, too. I do have a bit of a soft spot, and now the uh, Bruce Willis is one of those actors, those straight-to-video actors, and he's known now for not giving a shit for whatever movie he's in. He's just taking the paycheck and doesn't care. Mm. Well, especially with the six or seven movies he's released this year alone. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He has released, in the last two years... 11 movies. Oh my they god. Suck. They all suck. They're all red box movies. So just to see him in this movie compared to the movies that he's making now, it's just a, I, I want to talk about that when we get to it. Just a huge contrast. It looks like he's having a ball making this movie. Well, yeah, the, this this one brings out something rare in Bruce Willis that I haven't seen in a while, which is a smile. <laughs> well, let's get into this because uh, we have we have some welcomes and some welcome backs. Actually, if you can believe it or not, uh, obviously, welcome to the show, Bruce Willis, Denny Aie- uh How do you spell that name? Aiello, 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 Andy McDowell, James Coburn, Sandra Bernhard, David Caruso, sort of. He's not in it much, but he's there. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, Lorraine Tuissant. 
Welcome back, Richard E. Grant from our Spice World podcast. That's right, that's right. Because everyone who was British was in Spice World, apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was mandatory. And we can also welcome back, and I'm going to murder this last name, but Andrew Bryans- Bryansky? Bry- Bryansky? Anyway, he played Butterfingers. And I did look it up. I know what you're going to say. He was Zangief in Street Fighter. Zangief! Yeah. (laughs) Quick, change the channel. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. It's like, who's this monster? I was like, holy shit. He played another monster. Yeah. And if I could just jump into this whole thing. I also want to welcome to the show the Proclaimers. The, yeah. Oh. The, the twins that keep <laughs> that keep following Bruce Willis. Uh, oh, and, and and they're not the proclaimers, are, are we, but <laughs> are we also welcoming Frank Stallone? Frank Stallone is in here too. Oh, um, Frank Stallone. <laughs> Frank Stallone. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, like obviously, we we did um, the Bruce Willis Death Wish over on Film Studies. Which I think is probably the last like halfway decent Bruce Willis movie. I I've would seen. say so, because we did Vice and we did uh, what was Vice that? sucked. What was that one we saw a little early last year that was in space? Oh, I know what you're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one with C.J. Perry in it. <laughs> is that the one with Thomas Jane in it, where there's zombies in space? Yes. Yeah. I I I I can't even think. I know the movie you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, I can't even yeah. look it up because it's in, it's on my hard drive, which is on the other thing. But um, uh, For- Fortress, wasn't it? No. Apex. Oh uh, my god! I, so many. Oh, Cosmic Sin. Cosmic that's Sin. That's what it was. Yep. That was just awful. That was terrible, and I saw the Tomorrow War. The last good movie he did was uh, Split. The. The F- split. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Split. You're right. Sorry. You're right. Split was. Like, Death Wish wasn't bad, but Split was obviously. But I, but really, Split was not all on his shoulders, I don't no. think so. No, it was mostly on. No, you get Sam Jackson in there. You got, yeah, James McAvoy. Like, Willis could have waltzed through that but to one. To be fair, it wouldn't he, have mattered. That was the last time that I think he actually tried. He was. Well. Yeah. He was in the Lego movie. Glass. That's that's the one. Glass. That's it. Glass. Not split glass. Yeah. Um, oh, but it's all part of that. It's all part of that movie. universe. Yeah. 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 Unbreakable, split, yeah. and yeah. glass. Yeah. yeah. Like glass was probably the last one that he was trying. I'm gonna say. Um, well, it's it was weird. It was almost like he kind of came up for air and tried because he wasn't in the try mode, and then you get to glass and he's. I don't know if it's like his trying is proportional to his checks. Like the bigger the check, the more the more the Bruce you get. So maybe they just backed up a bigger truck of money that time. Than maybe the others? I don't know. Like yeah, you know, like there's wonder... a certain line where you only get like fifty percent Willis, but no, they paid for like the ninety percent Willis. Like, 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 like you said, he's done eleven movies in the last two years. And he's probably got another eleven more coming out before twenty twenty three. Is he dying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, does he know something that we don't? 
Because <laughs> like, I would feel bad if, you know. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know what? You actually weren't weren't wrong. I'm, at a, I'm on his IMDb. Yeah, I mean, that's... He, ten. There's ten. I counted. Yeah. Either completed, so they're re- just ready to be released, or in post-production. All at the same time. But, I don't know. But you're right. Anyway, going back to Hudson Hawk, he's smiling in this movie. He's having fun. It's because he wrote it. <laughs> this wrote is the this only movie, movie that um, he wrote. And there's a reason for it. We'll get to that. Because uh, <laughs> uh, the writing in this is not great. Well, I, he's credited with having two two helpers. So him and some, and some guy named Robert Kraft were on the story. Right, and then they had a they had a guy come in to kind of make it a screenplay. So, but I guess he's uh, from what I'm reading uh, online. I don't know if it's true or not, but it seems widely reported. So I'm willing to believe it is that he constantly rewrote as he went along. Oh, yeah, I can see that. You know, just try this. Let's do this. Let's do this instead. Yeah. And blah blah blah. So, some of these one liners. I, I would imagine the one-liners. Um, looks like, looks like you will be going to that hat convention in July. Uh, yes, the best yes, one-liner thank ever. Thank you. <laughs> I literally just finished watching the the movie, like moments before signing on here, and that yes was one of his last big yucks before jumping out of a building. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, let's just get into it. Uh, so the movie opens up with Hudson Hawk uh, being played by Bruce Willis, of course, getting released from jail. Uh, um, no, it opens with Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, okay. Back in Leonardo da Vinci's time, he found out a way to make a he found a way to make a machine turn what lead into gold. This machine, I do not understand at all. It's alchemy. It's chemistry. It's why it is a. The, and what is what is that that prism made of that makes it so special? Why isn't that the valuable thing? Like whatever the hell that is can't be that common. Why aren't you just selling that shit, Leo? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> Think of how many other inventions you could fund. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so flash forward. Hudson Hawk is getting out of jail. Um. Uh, so he gets caught up with the mob. Pretty much, his his parole officer. Parole officer is 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 crooked. Oh my god, he's he's not he's walking out of the prison and he's already being gifted a crime. Yeah. by his parole officer. Yeah, it's like okay, it's insane. Well, we got a job for you. He's like, no, but I want to go straight. It's like, no, we got a job for you. And apparently, he owns a bar. Like yeah, he, he's like he's good to go. <laughs> you know? Well, the, he was in the joint for what, 10 years? Yes, 10 years. Right, I think so. So he did a 10 year stretch, and he's not allowed to make money. So his half of all the bar's earnings are just put away, right? And he can't spend it. He's in jail. I would assume so. Like, that's a hell of a savings account. Yeah. Right? Like, IL has just got to have a big bag full of money and say, well, this is your cut. I mean, this is what you've made over the last ten years. And he loves cappuccinos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, when he when he got out of jail, I sort of got a Blues Brothers what? vibe. Where it's like, here's your black jacket, here's yes. your black hat. And 
the the guy giving him his clothes, he'll talk like this, had real jacked up teeth. God get you it's you want your receipt. It's, what was what was I Yeah, what I was noticed that? that. It was Why yeah, why did why that, did need, that to need to be, to be a stick? I yeah. I have a theory. I have a theory. Cuz we go from Leonardo da Vinci's time He's painted the Mona Lisa all but the smile. And then this woman with bad dental hygiene has the crooked-ass teeth. Then we fast forward and Hudson Hawk meets the guy with the same teeth. I guess. Jokes! <laughs> but but not obvious. If you're going to make that joke, you've, you, know, you transition from one to the other. And, and it should be like a woman... It should be like a woman behind the counter or something yeah. like that, right? With the, that smiles and has the the broke ass teeth. Yeah, I that's this is what we're talking like, about, though, right? Like Bruce Willis wrote this. I bet you he's like, hey, hey, give him the teeth, give him the teeth. Like, like jokes. Now the teeth the girl had. Yeah, jokes should be obvious, not mean. Mark pulls a stretch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like pulls I know, his I, back, stretching to make that connection. Oh yeah, I uh, I pull I pulled a hammy on that one. Yeah, just to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So okay, so he gets offered oh, the job. He gets blackmailed into the job, right? By okay, uh, was there a sponsor of this movie? I think we know where I'm going with this here. Nestle. No, how about Nintendo? <laughs> on the car ride on the way, he, they talk about Nintendo. They get to the bar, and yeah. who's the mobsters that he's in bad with? The Mario Brothers. Okay, yeah. Now ninety one was sort of a big time for like that was. Nintendo's golden age, like the original Nintendo. Oh, oh of course, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how Nintendo ended up being a euphemism for fucking later in the movie. Well, that, it's, it's called back, right? You want to play like, Nintendo with me? It's like... I, did it, like I'm kind of surprised one I of the guns get. wasn't I, the, the zapper, you know? like Yeah, I... Okay. I don't know. I had to ask. I had to ask. I know. So he's in with the Mario Brothers. Yeah. So he gets blackmailed into doing. So they're going to break into an art auction, and they're going to steal a statue made by Da Vinci. Um. And so uh, he and his parole officer go in. Um. Why are they on skateboards? No, that's not his. Pro- that's question. Danny. Danny Aileo. Aileo is. I thought he was the parole. I, I thought, I no, thought no, he was the he's parole partner. officer. Oh. The the parole officer is the schmuck in the uh, gray jacket in the prison that try that he steals his keys. No, no. The same guy. Two, di- two different guys. Oh, whoa. All right. I'm, I'm going to look this up. <laughs> you guys go. D- Danny Aiello is should be in some right sure now. I'm pretty sure we're the same guy. They're on, they're on skateboards because it's supposed so, to be cool. They're just trying to make, you know, he, Bruce Willis wrote this, so he's just he's trying to make him as cool as possible. Um, I guess it's kind of a, like, I, I've never seen this in a burglar movie, in a cat burglar movie, right? right? Using the skateboards. And the, and, and the whole song thing, well, this is right around when he's getting his band up and running or he's already had his band going, right? Willis, right? Uh, whatever, I forget what his band's called. But. The, the return of... The return it's right around Bruno. now. We're... <laughs> right. I, I never knew Bruno or that he left. But anyway, return of Bruno. 
it, it's right around this time, isn't it? Yeah. And, of course, he wrote this movie, so he gets to sing all the lounge songs. And he has this weird talent. So Bruce Willis has this weird talent where he knows the length of every song ever written. Yes. And they use that instead of a watch. So it's like, okay, so to break in, run up the stairs, uh, do the combination, get it. That's about three minutes, 50 seconds. Oh, well, let's do, well, this song is three minutes and 50 seconds. So they sing the song while they're doing the crime so they know exactly how much time they have. But wouldn't you want to be silent? Yes! Yeah. Yes! That was, that was, they are the loudest cat burglars ever. Like, Scott, do you have my <laughs> notes? Because I literally have, these are the loudest thieves ever. <laughs> I got too lazy to type cat burglar. I was just like, no, the thieves. Like, I just... But no, they they absolutely are. It's 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 and and the thing is, they start off okay. Swing I get it. Stuff. Would you like to swing on? Nice and quiet. And then after it's like, oh, you might be a fish. Like it's just <laughs> my neighbors now really love that. But oh, uh, you <laughs> might be a fish. Yeah, yeah. It's it, like it's just louder, and they crescendo. You yes. could like, be swinging how, on no a star. <laughs> on a star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, no wonder he got caught. Like, well, of course they got caught. At, 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 okay, at a, at a, I want to give sort of the audience an idea of the uh, humor style in this movie, and that is when the uh, security guards are talking. One of them is reading the phone book. Oh, and says there are six hundred and some odd. Wongs in in the phone book, and the guy says, "Huh, that's a lot of Wong numbers." Uh, <laughs> I have to admit, my fiance is that's my fiance style of humor. She missed it when I was watching the movie. She didn't hear it. She was on her phone. I said, "You didn't hear that, did you?" She said, "No." I said, "What?" So I told her. <laughs> She laughed for five minutes straight. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there you go. I'm holding my head because it hurts, but and she's holding her ribs because she's holding her ribs because she thinks it's but, hilarious, right? And so, but in '91, though, the audience might probably lost it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh. Scott, I you can't tell remember us. that. Did your audience uh, lose it back in '91? Do you remember? I don't know. Yeah, they were all sweat. <laughs> They're probably too hot. Back. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. So they crescendo their high notes, and then they fuck up the video rewinding. They don't actually like. I've seen this. Obviously, we've seen this in burglar movies, like all over the place, where they rewind the video and then they or they put it on a loop, and it's always perfect. Not this time. Like. You don't even have to catch the glitch in the matrix. This is just no. The guards the, the actually gone, the see themselves on the cameras. Look, yeah, that's the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one thing to have the chair fixed, but it's another. Yeah, they see themselves walking down a hall. It's like duh, like they don't. Yeah, it's uh, the worst. The the only thing worse than incompetent thieves is incompetent guards. So lucky well, for them. all movies have incompetent guards. It's that's just a trope. Yeah. So they. Yeah. 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 So they they eventually jump out the window. 
They jump out of every window in this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, if there's a window, chances are it's going to get jumped through. Our, I'm our kind team. of surprised they didn't jump into the window at the bar when they first got there. Just, hey, what did you do to our bar? You know, defenestrated. There's your twelve million dollar <laughs> word for the day. Um, so, and then just the, there's a cut, and he lands in the chair of the bad guy of the Mario Brothers. What? This threw me off because I, I don't know if they were trying to if this was trying to be. I think it was just trying to be artistic editing. Okay, clever. Yeah, yeah. I don't okay. think he fell from the building into there. I think it was just an artistic, artistic editing choice. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, they fall onto the awning. Cut to him being pushed down into a chair. Well, he falls yeah. into that chair. Like, it's pretty clear. I went back and watched it. He <laughs> falls into that chair. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I totally forgot. Welcome back, Bruce Willis. North. Oh, my God. We did North. I completely... I, wow. I forgot. We've done a lot of episodes, Scott. Over 200. I've done so. North as well. <laughs> I did North on my podcast, too. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's right. Yes. That's uh that's Dan Aykroyd. Yes, Dan Aykroyd is in North. So you can look you can go listen to that episode on the Dan Aykroyd podcast. The Dan Aykroyd podcast. Yes. I did listen to that episode. Yeah, I totally forgot. All right. And you can find ours on or on the Or Is It podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That you're listening to. Um Okay, where were we? Um uh, so, so, uh, so so they got caught by the Mario Brothers, and it all gets revealed. So this English butler comes in um, and breaks the uh, statue over the... Wait a minute. Did we totally skip all that? So wait a minute. So he goes into the auction, and we meet the, the Mayweathers? No, no. no this not is yet. before that. Is that before yeah, that? The, the Mario's and the parole officer... Basically, he's completed the mission, so he's gone to turn in the thing he was hired to, to steal, the horse. And then right, they that's when they reveal that they're working for someone else. The butler comes in, smashes it over the parole officer's head, and then reveals part of the, the, the gemstone, or whatever you want to call it, that Leonardo hid. And then he kills the parole officer. Yes. With a very elaborate... Uh, retractable blade. He's Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, hey, hey, oh, hey, what about my cut slice? Like it's. Yeah. Oh, oh, so much for your cut. Oh, excuse my dry British humor. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But so I, I got to pause to this next. In this next spot, so because so they just let Bruce Willis go. The Mario Brothers are cackling all the way to the bank, I guess, whatever they got paid for this job. And then Willis goes back to the bar, talks to you know Tommy Five Tone, and tells him that the parole officer's dead. And in the paper, they're reading that the horse is still up for auction, the horse that they just stole. Yeah, why? 
not leave this the fuck alone. You just got exonerated from the crime you just committed. If the horse is still there, there's no crime. You're free. Yeah. Like, this is like the dumbest move that, that, that Hawk can do. He does in this one, which is pursue this matter further. Well, he says, I do have my pride. So that's why he goes. He goes, I didn't yeah. want to steal it in the first place, but I still have my pride. I think well, he's doing pride. it because he knows, now he knows that something's going on and he's being played and he doesn't want to be played. So he wants to find out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, a line like that would have been better <laughs> than, than I have my pride. Like I'm being played and I don't like to be played, Tommy. So he anyway. buys. So he buys a tux, um, and he goes to the art auction. This is where he meets a bunch of other characters in this movie. So he meets the candy bar gang. Sort of. He yes, sees them. Sort of. He all eating them, yeah. their own candy bars, which is not a characteristic that they have, because we find out later that they just named themselves after candy bars. So they but don't only be. But they don't have to eat the candy bars. No, but they, you know what I mean, they, it's not like they're a Batman villain who have an affectation surrounding the candy bars. They just named themselves after candy bars because they used to name themselves after sexually transmitted diseases. Apparently, yeah. So you just name yourself, and then everyone's eating a candy bar all at the same time, mind you. So I, I think basically this is a classic case of rebranding. Obviously, they want the brand to stick, right? They want James Colburn to make sure that he doesn't go back to calling her chlamydia and, you know, whatever. So if she's got to Rebranding with somebody joy, else's brand? <laughs> yeah, really. I, yeah. yeah, speaking of sponsorship, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said Nestle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um... um so they, all right, then this is where also we meet uh, Annie McDowell. Yeah. Uh, and she's doing, I, I guess I was going to say the time old tradition, but I guess back when this movie was made, it was the current tradition of meeting somebody in a group, um, bad-mouthing whoever the expert is or whoever is going to be on stage and the person that you're talking to is that person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So it turns out she's from the Vatican and she's the Vatican, the Venetian expert or Vatican expert, not Venetian. She's the Vatican expert and she's there to verify the legit, the legitimacy of the statue. Right. Why wouldn't that have been done before? <laughs> I guess is my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how Why would you put would it up for be? auction before verifying that it's real? Maybe it was because it was almost stolen the night before. Maybe. I guess. Okay. Fair. That's enough. what I. That that would be the only thing I could think of. I just think it's a horse and pony show for the people bidding on it, so that way they, oh, oh I see, uh, I'm buying the real deal here. But it would have been hilarious, like, she's like, fake! <laughs> like, just, <laughs> everyone gets up and walks out. She turned into a YouTube commentator? Uh, yeah. Commenter? Fake. Fake. Yeah. Hitler. 
Just fucking drops it and leaves, you know? <laughs> but she knows it's fake. Because it is a fake. It is a fake. Yeah. Isn't it? Yep. Right? It, yeah. Yeah. The Candy so, Bar Gang went... The, the Candy Bar Gang, which is not a gang, it's the CI fucking A. <laughs> like, that, that's... Yeah. Is that who they know, were? Yes. J- James oh. Coburn, George Kaplan, he tells them yeah, no, they're, they're not a gang. They're fucking secret agents. Like, Almond Joy is uh, equals 007, you know, like, in terms of naming. Okay. Yeah. Missed that. So Um, they apparently went in afterwards and put the fake horse back in the safe. While the guards were busy chasing Hawk and company. And this is where, I mean, obviously this is sort of where the heist movies? Yeah, this would be a heist movie, I would say. Uh, I mean, so, and we recently saw this with Uncharted, Mark, where everybody is in on it some at some point, yeah, to some extent, and mm-hmm. no one is telling everybody the truth. But they all need the one guy who can do everything, yeah, to get everybody to that final destination. But do they though? I guess we'll get to that, but. Um. So at the end of this auction, we meet the Merryweathers, or the Mayweathers. Mayflowers. Mayflowers, sorry. Played over the toply by, oh my god. These so guys. Sandra, Ber- Sandra Bernhardt, I expected this from, but I've now had a chance to kind of see a bit more of Richard E. Grant, and I did not expect this. Wow, this was over the top. This was... This was, like, over-the-top acting I would expect in UHF. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like like the villain in UHF and, like, the, the scientist in UHF, the mad scientist and, you know, Fred Dresser, Michael Richards in UHF, you know. Not in this movie. This is weird. This is They're, Jim Carrey Riddler level. Yeah, but not everyone's at that level. So it really, it really stands, stands out when they're with their butler, because the butler is this this calm, cool British butler, and they're just like over the top maniacs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing the the butler intrigues me because when we first meet him, he's the badass, right? So you know he's friggin' like he just whips out the blade, kills the guy like without even thinking about it, smashes the thing over his head like he just like just a total badass. And then once he gets back home, though, in front of the Mayflowers, he's just brought to heel all of a sudden. He's not really the badass anymore. Like, they just abuse him and use him and hit him with tennis balls. And, like, he's completely, you know, and he's even called Alfred, isn't he? Jarvis. Or Jeeves. Oh, Jeeves? Yes. I think, oh, I think Bruce Willis calls him Alfred, trying to make a Batman joke in there, because why not? But yeah, so so we yeah we meet the, the the Mayflowers and then for some reason they just there was a bomb inside the fake. No, there's a bomb inside the um, the gavel. Oh, was it the gavel? Uh, no, it, it wasn't the gavel, but it was the thing that the gavel hits um, the pad. I at least that's what I thought anyway. 
Oh, um, right, because he brings down the gavel and that's what it sets off the bomb. Yeah. Which begs the question, did you not bang the gavel before when someone else? <laughs> Unless you, the bomb, maybe the bomb wasn't armed, but... And, yeah, if you have a remote in the bomb, why not just have a remote detonator in the bomb? Why would... <laughs> I think even saying that's giving this movie way too much credit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they thought that far ahead with it, but no, well, no. And, um, and even even within the movie, this plan is not so great, just because they need her as an expert. She's up there on the stage where the bomb is. Yeah, and Bruce Willis is there, which you need, sort of. Yeah, right? so. you end up you end up need. So the idea was set off the bomb to knock him out so that you could drag him to where you need him. But they didn't know he was going to be there. They thought they by by right. said it, by releasing that it was a fake that he would just go away. Right. right. So there, why set off the bomb? They set off the bomb to cover up that the oh the horse was the a horse fake. was a fake. Gotcha. Okay. But oh, so now. But if they would have, if they would have purchased the horse, nobody would have known it was a fake. But this way they can. This way they can't prove that the horse was a fake, and they save a hundred million in one dollar. Well, and that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the ultimate was they blew up the horse to prove so nobody could say that it was a fake, and. And so you now don't, it just, you it's don't lost get to rich history. by spending money, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. They broke so, the real one anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? Right. So, what's next? They go to. So he he saves her. He saves her from yeah from the falling pillar. This and I love this. This is another uh, uh, movie trope where someone is standing under something that's falling and stays there. For some reason, they don't have time to move, yet our hero can launch themselves across a room, <laughs> yeah. tackle them, when a simple fall to one side or the other might have done the trick. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> no, they have to stand there and wait to get tackled out of the way. <laughs> like, it's one thing when it's a little kid, but like this is a grown-ass person, and she's just like, hey, is that, I think, excuse me, does that pillar look like it's falling to you? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah. So Bruce Willis ends up getting knocked out, and he wakes up in an ambulance with uh, oh, yes the, with the Mar- with the Mario brothers or the Mar- Mario brothers. And they say that. Say, <laughs> so, wasn't this great? Isn't this great? How we're how we're getting away without without leaving a trace? And then, literally at the back of the ambulance, it says Mario Brothers Ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Not keeping a low profile, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a fight, and he's like, well, screw you guys, or whatever, and he breaks open the back, and this is sort of a madcap chase, I guess. And then something very weird happens, and I thought maybe something later would come into it, but it doesn't. He's hanging on. He's on the gurney. Following behind this ambulance, hanging onto like this, uh, to a sheet, to sheet, yeah, it's like a bed sheet, yeah. A car pulls up beside him, and the blonde in the car says, "Hey, Mister, are you gonna die?" 
Unbeknownst to nothing. It doesn't come back. He doesn't respond to her. It just happens. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of hand waving going on by Derek right now. Yeah, I, hands I'm in at the air, a loss I because I don't know exactly why this person was even written in. Uh, yeah. What does mean? I, obviously, it's a joke. But is it? Are you going to die? It's not like she came up and said, hey, mister, looks like you're going to die. No, no. She asks him yeah. <laughs> if he's planning on dying, I guess. <laughs> but now, okay. Now, up until this point, though, Willis is playing this character like too cool for school, right? Like, he's always the coolest guy in the yes. room. Like, he has... By the way, we missed the part where he has a cappuccino and it gets shot out of his hand by a, a silenced gun. Obviously, cappuccino is apparently strong enough to stop a bullet in its tracks because it doesn't go down the bar and kill somebody. But anyway, the his mug it's the explodes foam. It's the foam. and oh, it's the oh the perfect foam. Okay, my, my bad. Um, the the mug explodes and he doesn't even flinch. Right, so he's just too cool for school. Yeah. So I'm thinking during this ambulance bit when the convertible rolls up that he somehow would just swing his way over. Jump up and just kind of land in the back seat and say, "Hey, girls, where are we going?" Right? Doesn't that sound like this character? It sounds like it could have been. It wasn't. Nope, because this guy is a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This movie starts to become a cartoon in spots because at this point he's going, he's chase, being chased, or he's chasing or trying. He he's being trailed like he's. Let me Scott, you want to here. take a shot at this, Scott? Go ahead. He's, he's, he's being trailed. He's weaving in and out of traffic on a gurney, which he can't yeah. steer, but is able to steer. <laughs> and somehow catches up to the ambulance. Yes, he passes the ambulance. Well, they hit a car. But that they, doesn't make any sense, Mark. He, if he's being trailed, if he's being pulled by the ambulance... You can't, unless the ambulance slows down, I guess, but you can't it catch does. up to the ambulance. It, it hits a car. They rear-end a car, and then he goes past Oh, do it. they? Okay. Yeah. They come to a full stop, and he just keeps going, because he's beside the, the ambulance. Well, he ends up going off the off the road and into a hobo the, camp? The ambulance ends up flipping over site? and explodes, so the, the Mario brothers are now dead and out of the picture. Are they? Oh, and yes. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, they that never come back. Okay. Yeah. They never come back. But total missed opportunity for a, a joke here. I thought, in the spirit of this movie, because he whips by and he's like, "Are you guys okay?" The line should have been, "Can I call you an ambulance?" <laughs> that would have been in tune with this movie, sure. Yes, yes. It just it hit me. I was like, "Why aren't you saying that?" <laughs> They just crashed the Mario Brothers. In. Oh, anyway, so yeah, so then they finally run into. He meets uh, George Kaplan, I guess Agent Kaplan. He's Agent Kaplan, and he's the guy that put him in jail. Yeah, there's a whole backstory here about a government. Oh, job. okay. I didn't get that, but that makes sense. 
Right. So he's the guy that put him in jail for 10 years. First, he meets Kit Kat. He's the guy that doesn't talk. Oh, right. Yeah. Then he meets Snickers, who is the scientist of the group. The gadget guy. I Yeah. Um, then Almond Joy, who's the woman. Uh, Butterfingers, who comes out of the porta potty and falls down. Yeah. He's the muscle slash idiot of the group. And then he meets the James Coburn, so. <coughs> and they tell but him they, that he's yeah. and they Go tell ahead. him that he they need him to break into the Louvre? No, the Vatican. The Vatican, sorry. Because that's easy. And he's like, I'm not gonna do it. And they end up knocking him out and shipping him to Italy in a box. Yep. With no air holes. And <laughs> filled with packing peanuts that he would have definitely choked on. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even eaten. I know. Just, <laughs> I love know, how in movies, long, too. It's a long flight. <laughs> this movie made me realize that in movies, there must be a class somewhere that teaches you this. But there is definitely a way to knock someone out for a specific amount of time. That they always wake up whenever you need them to. Right? Oh, well, that's all in the chemistry. The what? She, Almond Joy, after he gets punched and and knocked into the thing, she injects him with something to keep him down. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she's got a syringe there. So, but normally in movies, you just there's there, there's a way to. I guess maybe it's, it's higher or lower on the head. Yeah, you yeah. Knock you, a guy out with the butt of your gun. They stay out for hours, or they stay out for days, or they stay out for you know. Minutes. Back of the head's really popular too. You get yeah. the pistol whip to the back of the head. You got a shot to the jaw, or the straight on to the nose. Like that's <laughs> some yeah. of the more popular knockout moves in movies. Yeah. Yeah. So he wakes up in the Vatican and he goes, ah, fuck, I'm in the Vatican. They want me to steal something from the Vatican. And they want him to steal the Codex from the Vatican. Uh, Let's see. And is this where he gets dragged in to see the the Mayflowers? Yes. In their home base? He doesn't get... I mean, they drag... He gets driven in a limo to see the Mayflowers. And they're like, we want you to steal this. What is it? It looks like a book, but it's called something. You just said it. The Codex. The Codex. He's like, I'm not going to do it. Well, it turns out that they filmed him stealing the horse, so now they have evidence. So they're using that against him. So it's like, if you don't if you don't yeah. steal this, we're going to give this film to the authorities and you'll be back in jail. And also they're threatening to throw Tommy in as well, right? The they both go up the right. river. And Tommy being an older man, he might not actually get out by after, you know, serving the time. So in one day he figures out how he's he's going to get the codex out of the Vatican. Oh my um, god. So the Vatican somehow knows who Hudson Hawk is. They keep track of their cat burglars, I guess. Well, because everybody knows everybody in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a Roman Catholic cardinal, and he's like, ah, that Hudson Hook, you know? Yeah. Um, and so he goes down to see the Codex, and there's 
So to protect the codex, he sets off the alarm by throwing this kid's a stuffed elephant. Which, why was she banging it against the railing? Just being a, just being a stupid kid. Because her mother goes, yeah, okay. the mother goes, you're making America, you're making America look bad. Yeah. yeah. Or she says, you're making your okay. country look bad. Yeah. She says it's one of the American accents, yeah. <laughs> so we assume it's America. You're, you're making um, your country look bad, eh? Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fog, take off, you hoser. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they... Listen, Sally, I need you to take about 20% off of that. Um, so he throws the elephant on top of the thing, and then this ridiculous pyramid of circles this cage cage comes down in in various levels um and then fills with poisonous gas so the vatican yeah they they want to keep this so badly they're willing to murder anyone that comes for it (laughs) (laughs) do you not think that you'd have to put up a sign or something (laughs) just in case you know yeah, what if it's some like, nice, old, nice old lady in a wheelchair, and she's, oh, I just want to touch Da Vinci's book, and then cage gas. She can't get out in time because like, there's <laughs> stairs everywhere. <laughs> anytime, anytime there's there's a little bit of water on the floor at work, I have to put down a wet floor <laughs> sign. You have poisonous gas. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a trade off there. Yeah, um, there should at least be a sign: "Do not touch, or we will kill you." Yeah. <laughs> But let's. So Andy McDowell takes. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say that. Go ahead. Yeah, Andy McDowell takes Bruce Willis into their secret fucking room, which, which we know, we find out later on that she knows who he is and what he does. Why would you give him access to the secret tunnel? Why would you give him that knowledge? Well, I don't. It know. turns out, and I don't know if this is true, but they say that the Vatican has its own post office or its own postal service. I yeah. would imagine probably so, because that's part of his plan to get. Yeah, that's part of his plan to get in. And I thought, if that's true, that's really interesting right. that they have their own. Uh, like the Vatican is its own zip code, and it has its own. It's its own country. Yeah. That's for sure. It has it, so one Vatican way, <laughs> yeah. Vatican City, Vatican. You know, <laughs> it's just all units. Everyone has the same address. It's just Unit B, <laughs> Unit C, Unit so D. If you, if you want to write the Cardinal, it's Unit A. D. If you want to write the Bishop, it's Unit. You know, yeah. Well, the Pope is A. I the guess. Pope is A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That. <laughs> yeah, and it has its underground rail system to bring the mail in and out. I'm sorry. They communicate through crucifix phone. Crucifone? Crucifone? There you go. <laughs> uh, a little on like... the nose there, isn't it? It's just a smidge on the nose there. Oh, well, the Lord the Lord speaks to us in mysterious ways, Derek. <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope their I hope their lines don't get crossed. Oh, oh. 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 <laughs> I was, I wasn't, you know, I was a preacher, but then I had a bad connection. No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need all kinds of sound effects for this. Wow. Nailed it. 
Sorry, Derek. You'll have to. We'll just have to pray for your forgiveness. Yeah, you do that. See how well that works for you. Yeah, we'll uh, go all holier than thou on us. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so then what? He goes into the phone booth and he makes a. He, well, before that, he sets up a date with Andy McDowell. It's like we're going to have dinner tonight yes. at ten thirty. Apparently, that's what you do in Italy. You eat dinner at ten thirty at night. Yeah. God. Yeah. Because there's nothing I love more than a big pasta dish at 1030 at night. Yeah, really. Um, so now it's... And, and we cut right to he's back at the Vatican, ready to steal the thing. Yes. Seamlessly and just does it. He's got it all figured out. Well, the the Kenny Bar gang gets gets him his list. Yeah. Right. So the Kenny Bar gang also wants the Codex. So now you have these two different forces both employing him to get the same thing. Right. Well, it's really complicated at this point because the the CIA, the Kenny Bar gang, they want the Codex so that they can try and sell it to the Mayflowers and then bust him on selling on buying stolen merchandise right. of great of great value kind of like your cop movie where they go undercover to buy drugs and then bust the guy buying the drugs or selling the drugs right yeah and then the Vatican wants Vatican wants to, is working with the CIA to stop the Mayflowers from getting it thinking that the CIA is going to return it to them once this is all over, but meanwhile the CIA wants to actually work with the Mayflowers. There you go. Is your head spinning yet? Cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very it's very convoluted for a silly sp- for a silly heist movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. And the thing is, the whole thing was, is like if if Andy McDowell is working with the CIA, why don't you just have Andy McDowell take the Codex? I'm pretty sure she has that power to turn off the just the, the security system, right? Yeah. Just go in at night when everyone's gone, take the Codex, turn off the system so she doesn't die due to poisonous gas. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Nobody can touch it. Put a fake. Put a fake in there. Nobody can get close enough yeah. to touch it. Make it look real enough. Yeah, you could. Yeah, she's supposed to have all this art history knowledge. She could design a fake, and then give it that to the call CIA. You on it. You're the Vatican. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, okay. Yeah, give that to the CIA, and then they can do their bust, and you you've saved the codex, like the original. Yeah. Uh, so he does steal it because he's awesome. He's Hudson Hawk, of course. Um, <laughs> flings himself through the roof of the uh, of of the Vatican and right into the chair of his date. Yep. Which is why I thought before he fell out of the thing and into the chair because uh, of this scene, okay, right? Okay, because the okay. yeah, yeah. correlates, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so he orders this big pasta dish that I can't even pronounce because it's Italian. And ketchup. 
Yeah. And the waiter's like, stupid American. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's more than that. He rambles on and on as he goes off to the thing. Yeah. Why you want ketchup, but whatever. Um, so they go back to her place. Is it her place her or his place? place? I believe it's her. It's her place. Yeah, it, yeah. No, right? Yeah, because he has a cruciphone in there. Um, and then she's seducing him. Kind of, he's trying to seduce her. We find out why he's called the Hudson Hawk because Hawk is a code name for thieves, and he lived next to the Hudson, therefore Hudson Hawk. Glad we wasted five minutes on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> whatever. In in the sexiest non-sex scene I've ever seen. Yep. <laughs> um, she finds the codex in his bag. So at this point, yeah. she thinks that he is working, he's voluntarily working for the Mayflowers. For the Mayflowers. She doesn't know that, she doesn't know that he's being blackmailed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and so the, and, and the Cardinal calls, calls her out on it, but she's somehow falling for him at the same time. Which I don't think they have enough time together for that, like, that's weird. It's movie. It's movie love. Yeah, yeah it's early yeah. '90s. Yeah. It's first love at first sight. Yeah, fair enough. Well, she ends up drugging him. She ends up drugging him with a cappuccino, and he passes out. Yeah, and then the CIA busted. Yeah, she was just going to what put him to sleep and then return the codex back to the Vatican, right? That was maybe. I'm. I really don't know. And then. I think that's what she wanted to do with the yeah, but the CIA bust in and then they explain no 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 this is all part of the plan this is why we've been working together we'll take the codex try and sell it to the Mayflowers and then bust them on on yeah uh, so that's why she just hands it over without a fuss and they also take uh, Bruce Willis too and and you can see that she's worried about Bruce Willis now because yeah. Now she realizes, like, like, oh, I think he's not who he thinks. He's not who I think he is. He's actually doing this because he has to, not because he wants to. Right. That old chestnut. Right. The moral thief. Yes. I'm at this point. I'm starting to lose track about which times Bruce Willis gets knocked out and for what reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just watched this movie and I'm starting to lose track yeah. as to who's not coming out to, and why. This is the <laughs> because this is the second time. He gets knocked out the first time and gets injected with the needle and shipped to Italy. This is No, he gets knocked out when the Pegasus Oh man, yeah. And he wakes this up is in the, the ambulance with the Mary. This is the third brothers. time. You're right about that. Crap. I can't keep track either. <laughs> I Wait a minute, wasn't he knocked out before he got into the ambulance? Yeah, yeah, by the Pegasus. He was knocked okay. out and right, wakes right, up right. with the Mario Brothers, then only to be knocked out again, shipped to Italy, to then get knocked out by the girl he's trying to date. <laughs> so how did they get from... Oh, so they... How did they get to where they're going next? I forget. So the, ne- the next one, they, there's the third piece of the puzzle, which is in the helicopter design. So he gets shipped back to yes. the Mayflowers... And they start, they reveal their grand plan, which I, I, I don't understand. 
They want to make so much gold that yes. they're going to flood the market, and so economies will crumble. Well, they're motherfucking rich. Why do what they want to crumple the economy? Like it's it doesn't make sense. They'd be bro- they'd be broke ass too, like the rest that's, of us. Well, that's that, that that was my thing too because they said they 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 wanted to flood the market with 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 gold. Yeah. And then because they had so much gold, because they can make all the gold they want, they would be the rich ones. But you're flooding the market with gold, making gold less valuable. Right. Thus making your gold less valuable. I don't see the upside I don't. See, I don't see how that makes you... Scott, are we, are we I don't, seeing this wrong? I don't understand... Because money is based on how much gold you have. So if you had yes. more gold, you could print more money? I don't understand it either. It's. Just... But the idea was to somehow have them be the only ones that have money, but they want to make money worthless. So what commodity do they have that's going to make them more powerful than any, any if other? If they had money? all the gold, then pe- I don't understand it. I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I've seen this type of plot before, right? Like, if we ruin an economy, but the whole point is, well, we need to reset, we need ground zero, we need everything to be ruined and then rebuild. In those scenarios, there's never the, I'm going to be up here while everyone else is down there because I'm wrecking the economy that I'm living in and I go with it. But that's that's what they want. But these guys don't want that. They mentioned that there's like a world meeting coming up the next year. Yeah. And they were going to bankrupt all of the countries by then and then go to that meeting and go, ha, 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 we've taken over. I mean, the only reason we know that that's going to work, quote unquote, is because they did the the maniacal laugh afterwards. Global (laughs) domination. (laughs) So, okay, yes, if they if they get their MacGuffin, then this is going to work. So they're a la Dr. Evil. I guess yeah. Doctor Evil's doing a Butterfinger, or I mean, uh, yeah, sorry, one billion yeah. dollars, you know. Yes, like, yeah, he's doing a Mayflower, yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. So Mayflowers want to get Bruce Willis. He has to steal the last part, this cube that they have to assemble, or mm-hmm. whatever gem. It, it comes in three different pieces. You assemble that. Sunlight shines through it into this machine, and it turns lead into gold. Yeah, they need one more piece. Yeah. From, Bruce Willis refuses to steal the last. It's from the Louvre, and they say, "Oh, you need to steal the Louvre. You're gonna have to go into the Louvre at night." I'm like, "Well, of course he is. You know, yeah. because it's fucking busy during the day, dickhead. <laughs> like, of course he has to go in at night. He's a cat burglar. He knows that." So they bring back uh, Danny Aleilo. Tommy. They bring back Tommy to convince him to to steal. This last piece. Which is not a bad callback. So Tommy, Tommy's the one who talked him into stealing the first piece. Yeah. Yes. And Tommy was with... So Tommy was in on it. Yeah, because we see that earlier. Tommy early. was in on it from the beginning. Yeah. So he was lying. And so now Tommy and Hudson Hawk are in the room together. And it looks like... Tommy's going to turn on Hudson Hawk because he takes out a gun. They go crashing out the window. Again. 
They fall over a balcony. They fall over a balcony onto stairs, stone steps, stone stairs. Yeah. That you're. you're you're toast. <laughs> yeah. You're broke. Something's broke at the this least. It's like thirty feet in the air, and they fall onto solid rock. And yeah, and I they're was, like, yeah, I Ow. was shocked that there weren't two chairs that they fall into. Yeah. <laughs> <At that point. laughs> but anyway, or, uh, go ahead. A love seat. Eh? They just boom. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. They roll down these steps, and the gun goes off, and Tommy is shot. He's got blood on him. This ambulance comes on and picks him up and drakes him away, and the ambulance drives into the back of a truck, and it turns out it's the Vatican. They get out of the ambulance, and it was fake. It was a blank. It was all fake because somehow Andy McDowell has convinced Tommy that it was wrong and he's trying to get Hudson Hawk out of danger. Yeah, wow. I guess she somehow contacted him between then and now to convince him, yeah, like this, we got to get him out of here. Yeah, so now all three of them are in her place. They think they're in the clear. They think Tommy is dead. They think... And it looks like, you know, Hudson Hawk is going to be tried for the murder. Yeah, arrested by the Italian police or whatever, yeah. Arrested by the Italian police. And Andy McDowell says a line. It's like, we saw the CIA getting on a plane and a leaf. So they all think they're in the clear. Okay. And Bruce Willis tries to sleep with Andy McDowell. And fails. And, and fail. There's a reason why he keeps failing, and we'll get to that in a second. Well, we can we can reveal because they've revealed that by this point that she's a nun. Oh, right. that's right. They do reveal it before. Yeah. yeah. And they're somehow trying to make the Vatican look cool, like she's like a Vatican secret agent. She's in, in her in her habit at one point, and then puts some sunglasses on. She's like, just yeah, say just, God be with you, and tries <laughs> to walk out yeah. coolly in a nun's What's, habit. That was like religious matrix. Like, what, what the fuck was that? She's in her habit. First, she goes into the confessional not wearing the hat. Was she wearing the habit in the... In the I don't think so. I right? think she, she was, but it was such a close-up that you couldn't see it. Yeah, okay. because they really zoom in on the face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she comes in with the habit, and she like puts it on like she's David Caruso at the end of fucking CSI Miami or something, and you expect that, yeah, to come afterwards, <laughs> you know? I'm like, what the fuck? And, the, and then the next scene, no habit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stuck on religious matrix in it. <laughs> hey. Plug me in. Uh, I know Deuteronomy. You know, I know Deuteronomy. <laughs> I know God foo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> throwing out Bible verses. <laughs> yeah, in slow motion, he's whipping Bibles at people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Them out. <laughs> sorry, sorry, off track. Any us? No. So, um, so this time they actually go to sleep and then wake up instead of like him having to get knocked out. <laughs> like, like Danny Aiello doesn't have to punch him to go to sleep. But he does get knocked out. Again. We missed it. We passed up. He gets knocked out again when the butler gives him the Vulcan nerve pinch and knocks him out. Oh shit! We missed it. Yeah, the fourth time. 
Good. Yeah. <laughs> that was after the grand plan reveal, I think. Yes. Yeah. But so they wake up and sure enough the CIA is there to take him and and then they they reveal that instead of Hudson Hawk stealing the third piece, yeah. they went they went and did it themselves anyway. Yeah. They just killed a whole bunch of people. They're like, well, we would have preferred if you did it so that we didn't have to kill people, but... Yeah, but all those guards are dead. Yeah, they just went in but, guns and blazing, I guess. Yeah. They made it look like a terrorist attack. Yeah. yeah. That's what the paper said. Right. So it's like, well, then you didn't... But you didn't need... You, did, you, you didn't need him at you, all. <laughs> yeah, you, you could have... You, you just... What? Yeah. You just proved... Look at all the money... Look, here's the thing. Look at all the money and resources that you spent trying to... Just getting this guy to where you are. N- never mind what he needed for the job, but just the, the travel and the mailing and shipping. everything else. Shipping, shipping a human shipping. being. That can't be cheap. The it's hotel. done by hell. <laughs> he says, we put you in the nicest hotel. It's like You could have saved all that money and all this time just by doing it yourself. Do you know how hard it must have been to find an, an agent who specializes in in chemicals and poisons that can knock you out in various ways like almond juice. Yeah. Just finding her alone would have taken years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Almond Joy shoots them with Karari poisoning. Yeah. So they're so they're paralyzed from the neck down. They can't yeah. they can only move their heads. In comedic so fashion. Now, which in comedic fashion. Why? Which why? How? How does that work? The blood system goes throughout your entire body. There isn't a blood system that just goes below your head. That doesn't work. I'm sorry. How does this work? This pisses me off. Because you're talking and you're moving your head around. But I'm like, how is this? Wow. Yeah, like like this person somehow attacks the, the part of your central nervous system that, if broken, makes you quadriplegic? Because... I I think from what I've heard about Karari poisoning is you suffocate because the lungs aren't working. The lungs aren't working. Yeah. Yeah. Your lungs are paralyzed. Yes. But it's hilarious. In- interesting that you know that, Scott. I don't know if that's hilarious, but a little more yes. disturbing, but still. Next time I give you a Pepsi, here, have a yeah. Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If I ever see you with a straw, I'm ducking. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. There goes. <laughs> so they're paralyzed, and Andy McDowell comes in, and she gets paralyzed. Now it's and hilarious. It's hilarious. It's revealed so to Bruce Willis that she's a nun, so they all laugh at him because he was trying to sleep with a nun. <laughs> yep. Oh. So, <laughs> if I had a nickel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I guess he was getting none. Wow. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, she 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 was into a different habit. Oh. <laughs> so anywho, Butterfinger. Can we get takes, back to the mission, please? But Butterfinger takes her because they still need her expertise. She's the only one of value, so they're just going to kill Hawk and Tommy. With with a fucking missile. Rocket-propelled grenades with timers what? on them. 
What? What? <laughs> yeah. Just well, I got good news for you. The 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 effects of the thing will wear off in two minutes. It's too bad in two minutes and fifteen seconds you'll be dead or whatever. They well, didn't give themselves much time to get out of there. <laughs> no. But uh, anyway, yeah. they come out of their paralysis early and are able to get the upper so one of the so Snickers shoots himself in the head with one of these bombs. And the way these bombs work is you shoot it and it sticks to the wall and then a timer starts and it explodes. It's basically a plunger on the end of a grenade, yeah. <laughs> and he gets a plunger stuck to his head. And Almond Joy, she gets injected with her own Karari dart. So she can't move and he's got a he's got a missile stuck to his head. And what and do they do? Blows up. Yeah. What do they do before it blows up? Defenestrate. Yes! <laughs> Defenestrate. They Jump out the window. <laughs> why, why use doors? <laughs> well, we've known that they're almost near impervious to fall damage, so... And what did they land on? Nothing. They don't show it. They just show them jumping out the window. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's and then right. cut to whatever the next They cut is, to yeah. the castle. The uh, Mayflower's Div- ca- castle. <laughs> the yeah. evil castle the evil on clan, the hill. The yeah. evil castle. Which which is is hinted to be Da Vinci's castle, I believe so. Yes, because it has it has the entire device in there that we saw at the beginning of the movie. So they didn't have to go find that; they just bought that, I guess. I thought they would have just remade it using his. This is the thing, they've. Ah, <sighs> <laughs> oh, this movie. They're able to go through all of Da Vinci's stuff and they figure out that this is here and this turns this into gold and blah, blah, blah. So now they have all three pieces that they need. But they keep Andy McDowell because they need her to read the old texts to decode how to put the pieces together. Yeah. Okay. If you got this far decoding his old texts... Why can't you do it for this one? And how hard did he could this suddenly change his be? key? How, how hard could a three-piece puzzle be? Yeah, if you had a jigsaw puzzle with three pieces, you would get there. Yeah, even without the box, eventually. And I'm assuming there's a drawing in the book. Just make it look like the picture. <laughs> and Sesame even- Street did that with. The- <laughs> With the orange, and remember the, the sandwich and the fry and the, and the chips and the, anyway. What is even more mind-boggling is that it turns out no one needed her expertise. Because here comes Hudson Hawk, who can just do everything. Well, before we get there. Kind of. Hudson and Tommy are, they're going to rescue Andy McDowell. And they've got a bunch yep. of those yep. rocket plungers. So so they just start singing, okay, this is going to be, let's see, two minutes to get into the castle and four minutes to rescue her. That's six minutes. How about side by side? So they start singing. So they start singing side, side by, by side, side and start shooting these plunger missiles everywhere. And so they're, they're singing. While walking side right. by side, though, Scott. So obviously it's awesome. It, totally awesome. <laughs> Tommy gets captured. Yeah. So that's their. So the, that's their big plan. Kind is we're of. Just going to go around blowing up the. They don't. They have no idea what this place looks like. 
No idea how big the rooms are. No idea where Andy McDowell is. Let's throw a bunch of rockets at it. Good plan, boys. Again, yeah. the loudest cat burglars ever. Like, they stopped burgling. They needed to go steal the woman back. And no, we're just going to start shooting. <laughs> okay. The butler captures Tommy and yeah. puts him in the limo with uh, uh, the Richard Grant. So here's where a comedy of errors, or not, a, a comedy of comedy happens. So Tommy starts beating up Richard Grant, and Richard Grant fires a bullet, and it hits the chauffeur in the neck and grazes him. So now the car is going out of control. While all this is happening, James Colburn is fighting Bruce Willis. And James Colburn is kicking Bruce Willis's ass. And so all at the same moment, while the limo is driving, the the butler and Grant jump out of the limo, lock Tommy in the limo, and James Colburn jumps over Bruce Willis on top of the limo. So now James Colburn is on the limo with Tommy locked in the window, locked in the limo, and the limo drives over the over the side and explodinates. And wasn't there one of those rocket grenades? I was on the hood. It was like between. It was between James Colburn's legs. It was. He was like, ah, and he's on this. Yeah. So that's why it blows up. Yeah. And then so Bruce Willis swings down to confront Richard Grant and immediately gets knocked out again. 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 So this is five. Yeah, because the Kari poison doesn't count because he was only paralyzed. So we're at. Yeah, our par okay. uh, paralysis count is at five. But that's where they bring him back in with Andy McDowell. And then, yeah, so then they, uh, they, they start, the, they, they, for some reason he knows how to put this together. So the whole reason they brought her there was for her expertise, but that's to not bring what that they piece, do. To, yeah, put the pieces together and he's like, no, nah, I got it. Yeah. But he breaks off a piece. Yeah, or leaves so it. So yeah, yeah. Now why this... Th as you can do with, <laughs> as you can do with steel, just snap yeah, yeah, or hard crystal, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they go in, they they get the ironic death. She, um, Sandra, the machine goes haywire. Sandra Bernhard gets covered in lead. Yeah, molten lead, molten mm -hmm. lead, yeah. molten lead. Um, Richard E. Grant, how does he die? He gets electrocution. He just gets electrocuted. Right, because that's a playback on him zapping people to life. He zaps yep. Bruce Willis to life twice. Um, then they have to fight off the dog. Andy McDowell has to fight off the dog. Yeah. They have to fight off the butler right. first. Then right, the dog. They, have, they fight off Edward's swords for hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he gets his head chopped off. Yes. Because he won't be going to that hat convention in July. <laughs> he had the... Uh, One-liner so good, I'm saying it twice in this <laughs> he podcast. He had the tickets and everything. <laughs> they fight of out, course... They kill the they, dog. Well, how do they get rid of the dog? Out the window. <laughs> Defenestrate him. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was crazy. They killed a friggin' dog. Wasn't even like a big dog either. It was just this little no. thing. Yeah. Ball ball. Well, anyway. Yeah, throughout the movie, Sandra Bernhardt has been throwing this tennis ball and been going, a Binky, ball ball, and... Oh, Bunny. The dog's name is so Bunny. Bruce Willis. Isn't that hilarious? Bunny, yeah. Bunny, ball ball. And Bruce Willis gets behi- behind this tennis ball launcher that we've seen earlier and he just he goes bunny ball ball and he just launches the ball the, the dog catches the ball and just it rockets yeah. him out the out the yeah. window yeah so and this is where tommy gets it right he's in the car tommy's already been yeah. oh he's, he's already dead. blown up okay. this is oh wait, well we think but he's the whole dead. building's starting to kind of come around come down around them so the only way out is a callback to the Da Vinci part where they use the the hand glider. Right. And that's how they escape. And it's daytime, by the way, now. Yeah. Like, middle of the daytime. Yeah, yeah, like lunch. Everyone's five minutes after five minutes after they were on the rooftop almost kissing because yeah. he saved her. <laughs> it's now the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I love to see how they cut when they landing. Like he's 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 gliding down. He's gliding down. He's getting close. Cut to they drop the thing. <laughs> you can tell that they just <laughs> dropped it. He's like whoa. He's like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then we we move into the denouement. Yeah, we find out that Tommy's alive. Fucking somehow. Well, they because of fucking airbags, who knew? fucking sprinkler system. Who fucking knew? <laughs> so he's just a little singed. Yeah, like okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just this fucking comedy movie. They're not gonna. Why would they and, have it on a down note like that, right? So. And is she? Is she renouncing her nunnery? I think she's renouncing her nunnery-ish nunnership. Her vows. Nunnership. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so she can get with Hudson Hawk. Yeah. And it goes off on a joke. It's like, yeah, will you play Nintendo with me or something like that? She's like, I'll play with you all day long or something stupid like that. And then he he drinks his cappuccino. He fought, The joke throughout the movie is he can never get a cappuccino. Something always happens. Yep. And at last he gets his cappuccino and he sh- throws the glass over his shoulder and freezes. Yes. Again, 1991, so the 80s hangover, as I like to call it. So we got to end on the freeze frame. Yeah. Of course. All they were missing is for them to be jumping in the air when they did it. You know, then freeze yeah. frame. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, and that's Hudson Hawk. Um, yeah. I can see why some people would like this movie. Yeah, if you go into it with the right mindset, it's just it's just like silly fun. Yeah, I I know we've been talking shit about it, but that's the way I look at. It. I think it's just silly fun. It's it it drags in a couple of places, and like you said, the writing's not very good. But there's there's a couple of set pieces that I just really enjoy watching. It's it's got all the the class of like a Warner Brothers cartoon, like it's yeah. I mean, we have the we have the, the yeah. cartoon sounds. It's Roger Rabbit. It's you know, that's another yeah. thing. Yeah, we uh, we did bring up is a lot of times there's sound effects that, like when they, 
when they're breaking into the uh, into the museum before the art or before the auction, they tie in the building across the way. There's a pool, so they grab a pool ring, and they tie it to a string, and he, sh- you know, he flies it across and it hits around a pole or a chimney or whatever, and it kind of makes this ding 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 noise like yeah. you scored in a pinball machine. And and of Which course he he's swinging makes it. Makes no he, sense whatsoever. But. He does this. He does it with the with this, and then his grappling hook that he uses at the Vatican, like he's fucking Spider Man or Batman, just swinging around. Yeah, just like this really big, like over the top, whooshing. Yeah. yeah, using all that, and there's boinks and zonks and barrel and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, all yeah, over yeah. The place. There's yeah. a lot of ancillary sound effects that. Yeah. Don't really match, but yeah, it's yeah. Got, like I said, it's got the foley of Roger Rabbit. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, just a few things on this movie. Um, in an interview, when promoting his time traveling movie Twelve Monkeys, Bruce Willis quipped that if he really could time travel, he would go back just before production of Hudson Hawk and stop him from making the movie. Oh wow! He would stop himself from making the movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of almost cast. Uh, Isabella Rossellini was originally cast to play Anna. Oh! Which oh. would have made tons more sense, you know, because she's fucking Italian. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She she wouldn't be a white woman working in the Vatican with almost a, a Canadian accent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like Andy McDowell, or no, no, not not a Canadian, but a Southern Bell accent. Um, Y'all can see here, Leo Da Vinci was. <laughs> where she, she's from South just Carolina. The Andy McDowell yeah. just well, yeah, yeah, she's from South Carolina. Uh, Bruce Willis wanted to cast a young actress he saw in a Pantene uh, shampoo co- television commercial. She was not known at the time. She would eventually go on to be Femke Jensen. Ooh, I like so Femke very Jensen. Very young Femke Jensen. Pretty sure he only wanted to cast her because, well... Yeah. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> this was the final film to feature William Conrad, uh, who was the narrator of this movie. Oh. Who was, who was also the narrator for a very famous uh, cartoon series called Rocky and Bullwinkle. Join us next time for Rocky Hits the Roots or blah, 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 blah. Yeah, know? okay, okay. Uh, he retired after this movie and died three years later. So. Mm. That this that, that kind of reeks of the Raul Julia Street Fighter. Yeah, a little bit, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story. Mark, what have you got? Uh, I think this is just an attempt by Big Candy to make themselves look cool. <laughs> that's the real story going on here it's all a conspiracy by big candy they associate themselves with the cia a spy agency oh yeah i know what i know i i know i know <laughs> but they play the villains it's okay it's okay villains are okay villains are cool okay they're themed right, right they're right. like a comic book it's their themed villains so it's okay right okay scott uh work on your one-liners <laughs> it's yeah yeah work on your one-liners if you're gonna make a a, a, an action movie with one-liners work on your one-liner because this is bruce willis from die hard he's got one-liners so 
you notice that after this, his 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 uh, one liners got shorter, right? Yeah, right. right in yeah. this movie, in this movie, they're full sentences, but in later movies, he's just like you know, yippee kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, that's what five syllables, three words, <laughs> depending on how you hyphenate it. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, all right, I've got two. Uh, I've got it, and this is a. If you get this reference, it'll be funny. If not, we'll just move on. Or is it the worst Sly Cooper sequel ever made? Mm. No, you guys don't know Sly Cooper. Okay. Mm. It's a PS2 video game. It's about heisting. It's cartoonish, but whatever. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember that now. Yeah. (laughs) This one's more Bruce Willis. uh, Or is it Doom Lighting? Just let that one sit. I got I got it. I got it. I got that's, it. Yeah. That's a grenade joke. Pull the pin, wait three seconds, and throw. All right. All right, Scott. What have you got coming up? Uh, I'm going to start. At, we're, we're recording this now in um, at the beginning of March. On April, I'm going to start a uh, Midwest tour. So I'll be heading up north. I'll be doing uh, Iowa, Ohio. Uh, Arkansas, Michigan, I'll be hitting all those states. So I'll be uh, doing about a month and a half tour here at, at the end of April. Okay, and awesome. you can find all yeah, my dates, dates at com. My calendar's on there. There we go. Yep. There we go. There we go. Yep. Also, check out the uh, Dan Aykroyd podcast and the Charles Bronson and... Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds podcast. Yes, those links are also Still on my Still the website. most unique. It's still the most unique combination <laughs> of two actors to do in the same podcast. Did they ever cross paths? They never did. I mean, they might have in they never did in a film or a TV show, but they they might have okay. in real life. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. No. I know. But okay. All right. Well, uh, that's gonna about do it for Hudson Hawk. I'm Derek. I'm mean Mark. I'm Scott. Join us next time. We'll take a look at the story of a quartet of golfers who obtain superpowers from outer space and become superheroes in the Fantastic Four. Four!